for us, uh, what's working really well is making sure that we are picking up the phone faster than anybody. Mm. You know, if, if they, if they see a piece of mail, if they, you know, see an online, uh, advertisement, if they're an online lead, you know, if, if it's an open, whatever the case may be that we're picking up the phone instantly. Welcome to stay paid real estate marketing. Unlock the secrets of success in the real estate world where each episode delivers valuable tips and strategies to elevate your marketing game and help you succeed in both life and business. Brought to you by Reminder Media. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Marketing. I'm Joshua Steik along with Luke Acree. And before we bring in our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple, uh, Apple Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> Apple Spotify. Or on Spotify if you're not already subscribed. While you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's feature review comes from Lavelle L via Apple Podcasts. They say, awesome podcast, five stars. I've been following this podcast for a couple weeks and the tips are very actionable. I'm also happy to say I'm a new member of the Reminder Media family. Nice. Thank you, Lavelle. And I look forward to working with Luke, Josh, and the rest of the team. Here's to 500 plus more episodes. Let's go. I don't know if we'll make it 500 more. I don't Uh, know. We'll make it. We'll make it. Especially with guests like we have on today. Our guest today is Byron Lazine. Byron is the co-founder of The One Team, which started in a basement in 2017 and is now one of the national leaders in in the real estate industry and the number one transaction team in Connecticut. He's also the chief chief of operations of BAM and can be seen daily on YouTube on the hot sheet and weekly on his massively popular podcast, The Real Word and Knowledge Brokers. Byron, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thanks. I don't know who put that basement part in there. That is true. We we did start that team in a basement, but I did have an office our for five or six years Our producer years Ethan that. Uh, uncovered yeah. that, that little tidbit. I, I, I had a legit office for five <laughs> or six years before that. I want to make that clear. Well, yeah, I don't think you need to justify anything now with the success that you, that you have. Yeah, man, you, you are crushing it. I, I'm curious, like right out of the gate, one is we're super excited because we are uh, doing a partnership with you at BAM, uh, Reminder Media is. So I'm just letting the audience yeah, know, stay tuned for that. There more and more to come on that, but it's going to be awesome. We're going to blow it up. I love BAM. I love what you guys are doing there. I'd love to... to jump in and go, why would you ever get into the media space, which is one of the most competitive and hardest spaces from a money standpoint to make work, um, to compete against the Inmans of the world and stuff like that? Like, why would you do that? (laughs) I mean, people thought we were crazy. And it's funny because real estate is such a small community that the media space is also, it's very reminiscent of the agent space, which is where I come from, where if you're trying to break into a a new territory, maybe a, a luxury market, you've got people that, that want to essentially blackball you out of there, do everything they can to keep you out of those pearly white gates of their luxury community that they've sold in for the last 17 years. And we've seen a little bit of that in the media space, but it's why we had to take a completely different approach and, you know, kind of hit this, hit this area, hit this space 
from a completely different angle. We consider BAM the the bar stool of the media space in real estate. Where, you know, if you look at bar stool, I mean, what media company has been able to go private, public, back to private, and just change the game for all of you know in their world sports media. You know that that's the reason you see a Pat McAfee getting the deal yeah. uh, on ESPN and all these different things because of the disruption that they've caused. And we don't even consider disruption. We consider what we're doing at BAM the way people are consuming content today. Uh, we think there's too many paywalls in legacy media, and we want to reduce that friction to information so uh, agents can have the information at their fingertips. And if they want to take it to that next level, um, then then obviously they can do some of our products, but we want to get them the information that they need so that they can be a professional with high standards in this industry. It's been a lot of fun, but um, the the reason I'll go back to your original question. The reason why is I had a media company that was doing social media for agents, which is a really hard business. Tell me about it. Great, great talent. I mean, if you, if you look at some of the, um, people writing and some of the editors and producers that we have at BAM, that was essentially, um, you know, my company there. Hmm. And Eric had something great with the broke agent, of course. And, you know, some of his other assets like bad real, real estate picks and some others. And we said, let's combine these two and, and create a real media company. Um, and it, it's been amazing since, since we launched that, uh, what a year and a half ago. Yeah. You guys are like killing it, wow. especially on social. Everybody go check out their social, right? Because they just crush it on social content, YouTube, which makes sense. I feel like your content is more raw where it's not suit and tie-esque. It's very raw, which humanizes it and makes it easier to consume. This is just my take, which is very similar to Barstool Sports, you know, type stuff. Um, walk me through, I would love to know content-wise, how you guys think about the content you produce to get engagement, because I think that could apply to the business owners listening to this of how they should think about their content. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give most of the credit to Eric, uh, you know, who created the brocation. He's really, you know, for somebody who who's tells a lot of jokes and, and makes a lot of people laugh in our industry, he's very anal- analytical and he picks apart every single piece of content. I mean, he'll, he'll spend a lot of time thinking it through. What's the right hook? How, how do we grab the attention? I mean, right now you see on Instagram, obviously, that swiper posts are performing at a much higher level than just a podcast clip that, you know, it doesn't have a swiper in front of it because the algorithm's gotten accustomed to seeing the same mm-hmm. you know podcast clip over and over again so we always want to change up what we're doing keep it fresh uh, something that we've been doing with our entire staff so whether you're a va uh, on the bam staff the senior editor uh, our lead producer bobby no matter who you are on fridays you bring a piece of content to the table, to our all hands that you've consumed. And this is something every agent can do. You can do this on your team. You bring a piece of content that you've consumed out there that really captured your attention. Well, before you bring it to the table at the all hands meeting, you've got to articulate why. You've got to you've got to take the five minutes to think about that. Why did that piece of content grab your attention? Was it the hook? You know, w- was it the meme? W- was it the thumbnail? Was it the swiper? Was it the piece of copy? Mm. Um, Because copy is important too. If you mail in copy, if you have a weak headline 
in, in your Instagram copy, that could be what gets somebody to scroll past it. So identifying the reasons why that piece of content that you consumed inside or outside of real estate, a lot of times outside of real estate, really hit for you makes you better at producing your next piece. It, it, it gives you a stronger focus on those little details that really do matter that can um, make a difference between a, a flop post and something that converts at a high level. Hmm. Yeah, it's so good because um, the mistake people make is they just never put themselves in the consumer's shoes. They always put themselves in the seller's shoes, meaning like yeah. they are the one trying to sell and trying to get people to watch the content instead of thinking about like, if I consume this content, what would I think? All right, man. So there's a lot of doom and gloom, right? In the headline. So you guys are reporting on it too, is right. The, you know, commission lawsuits, everything that's going on in the industry with NAR. I mean, this whole thing, this recent thing of the blackmailing and and, uh, and all that and the most recent president stepping down. Like we went to the NAR convention and there was a lot of doom and gloom out there. Um, and so I want to get your take on where do you think the industry's headed um, and how this is going to affect the industry. And then, you know, we'll transition to what should agents respond with. Well, it, it's going to impact the industry. I think in the end, in a in a positive way, the the standard at which you're going to need to operate as a real estate professional is going to go through the roof. So if you if you're one of those um, who invests in their training, invests in their marketing, you know, invests in your ability to bring valuable information to the people who live in your community, you're going to excel. Um, the, the agents that are doing zero to one transactions uh, each and every single year, they're going to fade away because it's going to get more expensive to do this business one way or another. But, that, but that's the half NAR's, the industry, man. That's for, 49% of agents, supposedly, according to an article, did zero yeah, or one consumer, transaction. Consumer, uh, consumer Federation report, they, there was a third report that they just put out. It, that's the number. 49% are doing zero to one transactions. And so... And you can look it up in your MLS. Everybody knows 80 or 90% of the agents in everybody's MLS is, is um, or I'm sorry, 80 per, to 90% of the deals are being done by 10 or 20% of the agents, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty much consistent across the uh, U.S. But it, this business is going to become more expensive no mm. matter what happens with these lawsuits. So let me break this down. If NAR exists in the future, if they make it through this, they're going to make it through by in a very expensive manner. And if they take a hit to their bottom line, they, they only have about a billion in assets. And we already know one of the lawsuits is bigger than that. Right. right? So um, they're going to have to do if they exist into the future, they're going to have to levy really large assessments on the members. So if the real estate community decides that NAR is the path forward and they don't bankrupt, their assessments are going to go through the roof. That's going to get rid of a bunch of agents. If you have a new model come in and basically live golf the heck out of uh, NAR, like yeah. they, like live golf did not live golf exactly, but in a model like that where you have a new association, okay, what's that going to look like? I think a new association would be tied to higher standards in training and education that matters, not education that you know, profits the board, but education that moves the consumer forward. Um, that'll become more expensive. I, I think that uh, you will get some reduced cost potentially on getting some of these local boards, the tie-in agreement out of the way. You're going to see 
memberships drop in local boards, uh, you know, across the industry, but it's going it, to, there's going to be higher expenses in other ways, um, which is going to raise the standard. And I think ultimately will be good in the short term. I don't see NAR going away in, in 2024. I think the membership cliff comes in 2025. Mm. You've got, you've got to work through some of this, um, some of these appeals, some of these lawsuits before you see more agents really drop out of the association. Um, some of them can't drop out of the association because they're tied in still with local to be able to have access to the MLS. Um, and I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't believe in the end. What, one thing Michael Ketchmark said in the beginning was they don't want to bankrupt anybody. Hmm. I believe that because he he's making a lot of money off this deal. So the more settlements that can come out of this, if he's the first one in line to wet his beak, he's going to support that. He, he's in it for himself. That's for sure. He doesn't, give a, he doesn't give a crap about anybody else besides himself. 1000%. Yeah. And then all the copycats are, are coming out, you know? So like, how does an agent write um, that, Let's just say, I mean, they're in the, you know, I think of my brother in Lynchburg, Virginia, and I go, you know, what's his response in 2024? Ignore it, not put your head in the sand, but just ignore it, let that play out and focus on just growing your business. Is there anything you're doing to prepare your team um, to for the changes? Like, what are you recommending there? I don't like the advice that, or coach speak that's been, out there where it's like, don't pay attention to this, do the work because you're going to be asked the question from sellers. Hmm. I mean, it, it's just been a headline in too many major publications from the wall street journal to the New York times, to the post point. to the Washington post. They, they've all covered this at this point, CNBC, everybody, Fox, CNN, everybody's covered this and they're going to continue to cover it. Uh, on weeks when they're not covering the divisive election that we have coming up. It's, it's going to be in the news. You're going to be asked about it. And if you've had your head in the sand this entire time and you can't articulate your position on this, uh, you're going to sound like you're running from it, which is going to raise red flags with your consumers. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you've got to know how to position your value. Number one. So you've got to know what's going on and be able to speak to, Hey, these appeals are going to take some time. Um, you got, you should be able to point towards even in the, you know, the Missouri verdict, you, you had sellers that got up there and, and said that their service was, they felt like it was fair. Uh, they had good service, uh, but yet they're still wrapped up into this class action lawsuit uh, with an attorney that's making 33%. You should be able to articulate all of that. Um, but you should also be able to articulate your value. Okay. Mm. And, and the fact that, Hey, my commissions have always been negotiable. Here's what I'm going to be charging on my side. Uh, you can move forward or not. This is what I do. There's other options out there. Here's what they are. And here's what I would uh, suggest you do about the other side, the, the buy side, whatever your advice is. Don't pay them, pay them X. Um, what do you want to do to the consumer? But you've got to make it very transparent on mm. what each side, the proposal is going out there, uh, what offering zero would mean, 
uh, if, if that's what you decide to do, if that's what the uh, seller decides to do. Um, and what the cost of getting the most exposure on the property is. Maybe the seller doesn't want the most exposure, right? Maybe they, they want to do something a little bit more low key. That's a conversation you need to know about and be able to give them uh, examples of, hey, when we sold homes where we didn't put it on the MLS, this is what happened. But you got to run through all the options. You got to be super transparent. And you have to know your market better than anybody to be able to articulate that your market and your value. Imagine this, you're driving around town and you see a house that you previously sold with a for sale sign in the yard featuring an agent that isn't you. There's no worse feeling than knowing you missed out on an opportunity for repeat business simply because a former client forgot your name. With Reminder Media's help, you can become unforgettable with your own branded magazine. In fact, 70% of people who receive a personally branded magazine from their agent have done repeat business with them simply because they sent them the magazine. Never lose another client again because they forgot who you were. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent to request your free sample of our branded magazine. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent. Take action on this today. Well, let's talk then about the marketing piece of it because you don't build a number one team in Connecticut and continue to expand without really uh, figuring out how to market uh, your team and, and market in the real estate space. So what are you seeing right now uh, that's working well and where are you kind of focusing from a lead generation marketing perspective, getting getting more clients? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, uh, what's working really well is making sure that we are picking up the phone faster than anybody. Mm. You know, if, if they if they see a piece of mail, if they, you know, see an online uh, advertisement, if they're an online lead, you know, if, if it's an open, whatever the case may be, that we're picking up the phone instantly. And th this is why, you know, you reference our team. This is why teams have taken market share mm. um, in many markets. It's speed to the lead. Um, and so we've built a system where we've got a couple internal ISAs. And so if something comes in Sunday night, we're getting right back Monday morning. There's no delay. It's a little harder um, to do. There's great solo aid. A lot of great friends of mine are solo agents. Um, the really successful solo agents have built what I would even call a mini team around them, a couple of assistants, a couple of transaction coordinators, right. you yeah. know, admins, whatever the case may be, um, to be able to respond really quick. Um, and, and so I think that's the most important, no matter where you're generating your leads and your business from, your ability to respond and follow up continuously and not, not be shy about the follow-up. Obviously, somebody tells you, hey, trash can me, I'm not interested in ever talking to you again you trash can them in your database or you put them in a do not respond to category. But if they haven't said that your ability to stay, your will to stay consistent on the follow-up is going to be what separates you no matter how they became interested in you in the first place, whatever, you know, that front facing piece of, you know, media or marketing was mm -hmm. now it comes down to your ability to have the will to continuously have those conversations that matter. Um, not worrying about if their journey is 30 days or 36 months. Mm. Um, some are going to take longer than others. How um, often are you guys calling like a lead? So speed to lead's important to follow up. Like, do you have any like numbers for yourself on like, hey, we call a lead. We know we have to call 18 times within two weeks, you know, type idea to try to get that lead on the phone. Have you guys seen any of those numbers? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always over 10. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't know exactly what the number is today, but you know, when we look month over month, it's like it's twelve, it's thirteen, yep. it's fifteen, it's it's in those categories. Uh, you know, the the three calls or the two calls is an outlier. Yep. Um, you know, when when you're creating an abundance of leads, there, there's certainly going to be live connections and stuff that we take that sure are ready to go see a property and and you know we're showing homes with them that afternoon. There are those situations. Uh, but if they haven't bought now, say say they go and show homes t- this afternoon, they don't buy, and now that there's a three month delay, you're you're back into the game of follow up, yep. and that follow up is going to take another 10, 12, 15 calls. I mean, you know, I'll I'll give Zillow a shout out because they've got this thing pretty much figured out. You and this is what everybody should do when they think about any lead, whether it comes from online lead, direct mail, uh, open house, whatever. Every lead you get is new from the start. When you have a new lead, you, you got to have some type of action in your database within 24 hours. Okay, so new lead is going to go to one of two categories. You can branch it off from there. Uh, attempted contact or I spoke with the customer. Mm-hmm. Only one thing can happen after you get a new lead. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe they came in on an email or a text or something, so you haven't actually spoke. So did you attempt to reach back out or did you actually speak with them? Uh, you know, from there, you know, one, one of two things is going to happen. You're either setting an appointment or you're putting them in some type of follow-up category. You know, if they're really far out, you've done your due diligence, maybe at that point you're putting them into a, a nurture category. Um, once you've got appointment set, did you actually meet with the customer? Did you hold the appointment? You should know, if you're holding these appointments, if you're setting a lot of appointments and then not going on them, what's happening in between, you know, do you, do you need to be sending some information out in between? And then uh, are you showing homes, you know, or are you converting the listing, whatever the case may be, submitting offers, signing listings, uh, under contract sales close. That's really the funnel you should be following each and every single time. Uh, it's reminiscent of the big Z and they've got more data than any of yeah. us and any brokerage out there. So why not just implement that into your business? But if you can, if you can figure out the top 24 hours and get real disciplined on, um, get a new lead. Did I speak with them? And did I attempt contact? And if I'm in attempted contact phase, I need to have a plan to hit them probably six different ways in the first 48 hours email, text, phone call, email, text, phone call, maybe send out a piece of mail, right? Like there's got to be a lot of action in that first 48 hours. Uh, then you can start spreading out your contacts more on a, you know, every three day or weekly basis. Agreed. Do you use AI uh, for auto responding or anything like that? Have you guys stumbled across any companies or AI bots or anything like that, that has been good for like a, one of your consumers to communicate with? Uh, the one we're using, which is, got some EI components to it. We're not using a text bot right okay. now, uh, but, but one of the AI components that we are using uh, specifically for keeping uh, people updated on their home's value would be um, a component of real scout. So okay. real scout yeah. does some, some pretty good intuitive home searches uh, now they've really tapped into the seller side of uh, getting some automated information in front of consumers. Okay. Um, we, we use more AI with BAM, actually. Um, 
just in our everyday course of content creation uh, and stuff with the creatives. Yeah. yeah. They're using a ton of AI. Um, yeah. We're not so using, I think uh, real scout, you know, we're FUB users. FUB is going to really this year dive pretty deep into AI. Um, so they'll have some of that. Uh, what do you think about them selling like, to Zillow? Did that shock you or you already knew? Well, I did know. <laughs> Uh-huh. It pays I'll tell you a to little be, story. First yeah. time I, <laughs> I've never told this story on a pod. I did know probably four weeks before it was announced. Man, you could and have bought so Zillow like, stock, dude. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I said to uh, Eric and and our leadership at BAM, I'm like, I know this is going to happen. Yeah, and you have a media site, man. You have <laughs> such discipline if you didn't release that. <laughs> In integrity, like, I, I don't know if we should release. I love, you know, Dan, the CEO <laughs> at FUB, he's such a good, good person. Um, the whole staff at FUB is, is a, you know, really great team. They, they've built something phenomenal. And uh, I'm like, you know, I, if I release this, I don't, I don't want to get everybody upset. Now, uh, I went to the, the FUB celebration dinner um, after they closed and, Dan says, he goes, man, I wish you actually did write the article because it would have, because there was rumors flying around, it would have been easier to get the information out. Zillow is a public trade company. They've got to take their steps, which kind of drags it out. And then you've kind of got your employees wondering, is this true? Is this not true? You've got a CEO that signs an NDA, can't say anything. Um, So now I know in the future you know, just just break the damn story. <laughs> anonymous source. That's always an anonymous source. An anonymous source, source yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can't all news is good news. not anybody from Zillow or <clears throat> Bub to make that clear. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It's like that would be such a hard call to make. I don't know what well, I would do there. We, we, don't, we don't consider ourselves journalists at BAM. Right. And mm-hmm. so we really are taking that, that more of a Barcel uh, approach where we're going to, we're going to get the information to you. Um, and if it's just information, it'll be outside of a paywall where, where some are paywalling information. Mm-hmm. We'll source it and all that. Um, but we want to put uh, our two cents as real operators in the business on top of that um, and, and just help people make a decision and get more access to information. That makes sense. And entertain. That makes sense. Awesome, man. Tell people how they can follow BAM and, and connect with you, Byron. Yeah, I mean, go to, go to nowbam.com and get get on the uh, email newsletter. Check out BAMX, which is our community. And I share slides and show notes from the hot sheet every single day. And we have courses and live stream content. So check out BAMX as well. But yeah, go to the site, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll kind of see what we're doing every day. And you guys are doing, you guys are getting uh, deep into conferences right, and events this year, right? We are. We've got some really good ones. Our first one's going to be the uh, virtual on February 7th, the BAM Pro Bowl. And we've got some headliners there, Sirhan, Neil Dingra, uh, Jimmy Mackin, uh, s- some pretty good some good crew there. And uh, then we're going to get into some of our live events. I know you guys are going to be participating in those. Yeah, so if you guys uh, are listening to this, show up to those events. Show up absolutely. to those live events. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, if you sign up to the the free virtual event, BAM Pro Bowl, then you'll find out on that day when the next uh, live event's going to be that you can sign up for. And so uh, I think we've got a link down below for that. Awesome, man. I want I want exclusive question, you know. Yeah. Are you and Ricky Carruth friends? <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
we had a debate that was a little um a little, little feisty edgy. yeah a little feisty i think I, feisty. I watched most of it i was like this is great <laughs> <laughs> but i'll tell you um since that debate number one he was willing to do the debate knowing that i was going to say things like hey you, you got a lot of followers you paid for he admitted that which i was like man this guy just he's willing to admit that <laughs> um he thought it was a good thing. I, I would still debate him on that fact, but I've got a lot of respect for Ricky. Um, I had respect for him before the, the debate. Uh, I gained respect that he was willing to do it. And then just looking at the advice that he's putting out currently, a lot of it, 90% of it is really hitting and, and a lot of agents should listen to it. And so um, I think we may, we may do something yeah, you guys. Teaser. Should. We may do something again this year. I love playing in. I love that he was willing to play into the debates because I love the. I grew up watching WWF, WWE. I love the heel and the <laughs> the whole Vince yeah, yeah. McMahon vibe. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other vibe we like to play off of at BAM. And um, yeah. Ricky was willing to play ball with that. And uh, I got a lot of respect for what he's doing. A lot of people would run from a conversation like that. Agree. Yeah. And I don't think that's healthy for the industry, by the way, I think we should get more of these conversations that people are having in the lobbies at hotels and conferences and get them out there in a debate, you know, a nice comfortable debate style conversation style for everybody to learn from. Yeah, I would agree. And there's a huge marketing lesson in watching you and Bam and watching Ricky and what he's doing is authenticity and saying what you believe, saying what you want to say always wins. If you're trying, if you're trying to be political, if you're trying to be a politician, there's professional politicians and they're in government. So you're in the wrong industry. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I usually attend um, T360 uh, event every year, which is, I don't know, they invite like 300 people or something. It's a bunch of CEOs and MLS execs that are all the MLS people are just there for the free drinks. But um, <laughs> you, you get all the CEOs that go up on stage and they'll just be corporate talk. Yeah. Last year, Andy Florence was there from CoStar. This dude just shredded people yeah. in a good way. It, it was like, man, finally we hear a CEO who's just going to speak his mind, say what, what he thinks. And I, I, that's very refreshing. And I think Ricky fits into that category where he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, I, I would agree, man. I would agree. Byron, man, it's an honor to have you on. We've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a long time. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode. Get those links that Byron mentioned over at staypaidpodcast.com and in the show notes of this episode. If you like this episode and want to uh, show your support, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to support the show is to simply share this with someone that you know. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre, Byron, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to doing a lot more with you. Guys, this guy's a beast. Follow his content. Go follow Bam. I really mean that. Here's your action item, though. I'll give you a couple to pick from. Right, because there's just so many good take ones. actions. Yeah, take yeah. actions. That's yeah. what will change the sign in the back. <laughs> but if you think about it, right, one is get educated on what's happening in the industry so you can actually present your value proposition. You're the advisor to your client. So when you sit down in that listing presentation and you can't articulate your thoughts on the actual issues that are going on, then that translates to how they think you run your business. And people want to work with people they look up to, people that they think are in authority, people that they think have knowledge. So one, get educated. That could be an action item for you on the issues that are going on and how you're going to articulate that. Don't stick your head in the sand. Second action item, 
if you want to choose this one, is your speed to lead. Hmm. Do you even know how long it takes you to actually hit a lead? Right? Byron just told you he's, he's running the number one team. He just told you it's speed to lead. How fast are you getting in touch with them? You need to hit them in 24 hours, six different ways, he said. That is an actual action item you could implement this week. Start tracking it and start getting that where you hit people within you know, 24 hours, six times. Remember this, difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. I want to add a bonus tip in there because I love, I love what you just said to summarize this pod, but do things that are different. I just recommended your services to somebody down here in Naples yesterday. I met with him over a year ago and he, he was talking about some of the direct mail strategies that he was doing. And he's this building, these buildings that he's mailing into, they're, they're very heavy on direct mail. There's probably 20 postcards going. He's doing the postcard game and, and getting matched. I'm like, dude, if you're going to spend this money, go check out the magazine product from Reminder. Yes. Like they're getting 19 postcards and then they're getting this mag. They're all people that read on the beach. Uh, if you know what I mean, they're, yes. they're maybe. They're mi- <laughs> upper echelon as they as we call them yeah <laughs> look boomers don't have to real estate in this country and they like magazines because they've got some time on their hands i was like you gotta hit them from a different angle so if, if everybody in your market is doing one thing and you can figure out how to tweak that and make it stand out that you're going to be able to increase that lead flow then of course it does come down to what you're talking about on speed but you got to have those leads to begin with so hit them from the side, hit them from something that they're not seeing in the market right now, which will help you stand out. And so that's a shout out, not only for you guys, but just a reminder. Ooh, look at that. Reminder media <laughs> for everybody here uh, to do things outside of the box. And, and I know for a fact what you guys are doing to help so many agents is hitting like that. It's like, wow, this is something that consumers aren't seeing. It's increasing the lead opportunities. So get after that. Think outside the box. So good. You hear, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Get out there. Take action on that today. Those are the people who win. Appreciate you guys.